0: Is there anybody
1: out there, can you hear the sounds, is there anybody listening, to what's going down, to
0: send the SOS out, hello, we're back,
1: hi, how are you, send we are late, we were
0: supposed to do this show, how many days ago,
1: uh, it was Sunday, S- yeah, last Sunday,
0: April 10th now,
1: uh, oh, well, you know, life happens,
0: life or, a lot of stuff has happened every single week <laughs> with this last month
1: yeah so here we are the simber dialogues i'm your host Sukanya.
0: and your other host daryl and uh we're back for another lovely show episode 003 ain't, ain't no, no sunshine, sunshine
1: after covid19
0: that's actually really sad uh. if anyone's familiar with the musician one of the ones that passed away bill withers that was his song
1: Ain't no sunshine where she goes.
0: Yeah. That's something we'll talk about a little bit later here. Uh but how have things been for you, Sukanya?
1: Uh, you know, it's it's been a huge change for me. You know, like before the whole COVID thing hit, your life had some sort of structure in it, right? You wake up in the morning, you have your coffee. You go to the gym. You go to work. You work for eight hours. After work, you you know do couple things or whatever. Come back home, cook dinner, go to sleep. Right? It's very very structured. And then when COVID nineteen happened, everything <laughs> everything went out of the window. Um, I mean, I'm I'm sure a lot of people are working from home. Whoever can. Uh, but well, he still has a job oh uh, yeah exactly like if you have a job you're still working from home you would know this that it's not really easy working from home it, it seems like a very uh, you know great idea uh, to just have all that comfort and uh, the coziness of sitting on your couch and typing away at the laptop but you know how much how much distraction how many distractions you can face while you're doing it
0: well for being honest when you're at the office are you really working for a solid eight hours every single day how much time is in there where you're just talking with colleagues or
1: fuck no we're not working eight hours? about
0: some youtube video you watch mm. instead when you're working from home you're probably just watching more youtube or doing whatever the hell you want to do anyways
1: yeah i mean of course we're not working for eight hours you know i i can well i, I hope i'm not gonna get in trouble for this but you know I think on an average, people in my position, let's put it that way so that I'm not in trouble. It's not me, but people who work in similar positions, they're probably working at the most two to three hours out of their day, and the rest five hours are either bullshitting or looking up stuff or you know, dealing with more shit, but definitely not work, not productive work.
0: Would it be fair to say in your type of position that... Like, the better you do your job, uh, the less work you overall have to do?
1: Uh, not really, no. The better you do your job, you're given more stuff to do.
0: I mean, in sense of the people you supervised. Like, if you if you keep them on task and they believe in their tasks that they're doing and end up doing what they're supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah. If you have smart employees, I mean, it definitely uh, makes your life so much easier. Uh, you know, easy and um, worry-free, but then you have to have that team working with you. Most of the time, though, it's like the smart ones have to carry the majority of the work and spearhead a lot of a lot of minor tasks too. And also, like correcting other people's mistakes is another thing that adds on. It's you know, I, I, well, I think a very productive employee is also a very overworked employee. Fair
0: enough.
1: Yep. Well. So how has life been for you? Well, where I work at, we
0: still work. Um, but they have our shifts completely sh- uh, split apart. Um, for the department I'm in, they just split it up first and second shift. So a lot of the people I used to work with I haven't seen in weeks. So they're working like a 4 to 11 in the morning. Um yeah, it's weird. It it feels like a ghost town up there. A lot of familiar faces I haven't seen in a long while, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's Just kind of take each day by its own merits, and uh, we're always keeping track of what's happening in the news. And sometimes we'll, oftentimes we'll talk about that more than other things because it's like, oh, it's coronavirus. It's it's a it's a global pandemic at the moment, and I think most people's minds are really. Uh, focused on that more than anything else.
1: Yep, yep. I'm sure, like, a lot of essential workers, I I would say not healthcare workers, but retail workers or um, people working in warehouses and shipping, I'm sure they're probably not working eight hours either. Like, they're, you know, uh, unless...
0: I'll say... uh, I'll, I'll say if you're working in a warehouse and you got a supervisor on your ass, you probably are doing a full eight hours. No, you're that not. That sucks. That sucks. Like, like Amazon workers, they're probably working more than just about any other human on the planet right now. You
1: know, uh, I, I actually saw this um, this one post on Instagram, and it really caught my attention. They were saying that you know how we constantly keep posting stuff like, "Oh my God, these are our warriors," you know, retail workers, our uh, you know soldiers. Pay them, bitch. Exactly, or even healthcare workers. I mean, honestly, retail workers are not there because they are heroes, but they're there because they need to earn a living to support their families and put food on the table. Uh, Most of these people are earning bare minimum, you know, minimum wage. Uh, Living in a very expensive city, most of the time, you cannot afford, Mm -hmm. you know, you're probably working two other jobs on top of that. So these are not people who are willingly doing this. These are people who are doing this because they have no other option. And I feel that now is the time for us to really, really reflect on how much we should pay these people. And if hazard pay is, a, is something that we should take into account, not just during the pandemic, but because we need them, because these are essential workers, we have to pay them more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's kind of interesting. We're talking about essential workers right now or the reasons why people are doing these types of jobs. It's not necessarily that they think of themselves as heroes, but it's more of necessity. Yep. You know another group of uh, employees that in large part fall under that category? Soldiers. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yep. How many people have you met or have you heard of from your time in rural PA of people signing up for the military just because it's the only... Feasible economic option they may have had, whether it's just to pay the bills or to go to school with the GI Bill or uh, any number of reasons.
1: Yeah, and and then Daryl, like we have talked to, talked about this in the past, where the topic of universal income again comes in. You know, people are forced to take up such jobs because not because they're passionate about it, but because they're are no other options out there for them you know if you have a high school education you're probably not going to get like a really good paying job out there so you're just going to take up whatever comes your way and most of them in rural america it's either warehouse factory work retail work um, you know uh, restaurant work these are the stuff that you're going to do and even in the cities if you actually think about it uh the jobs that you're gonna probably get, get are very labor intensive Uh, or like again like these essential workers or that's what we call them right now so that's that's the kind of jobs that you're gonna get
0: tack on the need for health care as well for jobs that actually provide that yeah you have people terrified of losing their job or even considering quitting their job because they need their their health benefits or health insurance which then ironically when an emergency happens and then they find out or they get a letter in the mail from their insurance company from like the ceo or whatnot saying they cannot cover said procedure and now you're stuck with the 30 40 dollar bill yeah fifty thousand plus dollar bill
1: it's absolutely unacceptable in a in a country like the u.s uh with an economy like us we should not be even putting people through this i think most people pay a lot of taxes that goes into the system and it is our responsibility as a country to take care of our own citizens
0: agreed. All right, do you want to come back to this in a little bit and we'll uh we'll do our fun weekly game?
1: Oh, okay.
0: Before we get caught up talking about our main topics of the evening.
1: Okay. Let's do it.
0: So here is real or the onion. I don't know what that sound was. All right, are you ready? What are we going to win? What are you going to win if you win?
1: Um, well, if what, what's, what's like, how many questions are there?
0: Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight.
1: Okay, eight questions. If I answer all eight correctly, you are going to cook breakfast, dinner, and lunch for the next week.
0: Jesus Christ. Uh, how about the next three days? Nope, next week. I can't do I can't do all three because I'm not I, I work oh, until you have like to meal 11, prep then. until like 11 at night. Well, I got this brewing right now, so it'll cover me for a couple of days.
1: All right, let me think about something else. Um, if I get all eight correctly, um, you are gonna work out with me for the next three days.
0: Deal. Next right. three days
1: for 45 minutes, no questions asked
0: deal let's do it i don't and think you're going to get it and then if i, don't, I don't
1: get the eight correct and if i get say six correct uh, no it's just eight out of eight that's the
0: deal you already that, made that's the deal
1: bullshit. that's bullshit i agree whatever
0: it's a deal all right are you ready for the first one sure northern whoops northern irish driver pleads guilty over 39 vietnamese truck deaths real that is unfortunately real northern irish truck driver maurice robinson has pleaded guilty to 39 counts of manslaughter related to the deaths of vietnamese people found in a shipping container in southeast england last year uh, it was 31 men and boys and eight women who ages range from 15 to 44 were discovered in october in a container uh, at the back of a truck driven by Robinson to an industrial estate in Gray's in Essex, about 20 miles east of London. What? That's very depressing. Did he kill them? Uh, let's see. Ah, oh, come on. Stop. Sorry. There you go. Uh, I'm assuming he killed them, but it's not saying how. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Autopsies concluded that the provisional cause of death of the 39 Vietnamese people was a combination of hypoxia or oxygen uh, deprivation and hypothermia or over-hemor. Over-hemor. overheating in an enclosed space. So he must have trapped them in the truck. And
1: Wow. Why?
0: I don't know. I don't was he know. Like
1: transporting them somewhere? Illegally?
0: Uh, it's saying... It might have been conspiring to assist unlawful immigration and acquiring cash, which he knew uh, or suspected came from criminal conduct. So, yeah, he's probably taking money to transport a bunch of these people. Damn. All right. So ready for the next one? You're one for one? Sure. Southern governors argue COVID-19, good Christian virus that wouldn't dare spread during church. Southern governors... onion damn it that's right uh tallahassee florida in a bold affirmation of faith during a time of widespread global pandemic the governors of several southern states confirmed thursday they have exempted religious services from their shelter and place orders arguing that covid 19 is a good christian virus that wouldn't dare spread to, during church this is a quote as i can as far as i can tell This coronavirus is an upstanding and righteous disease that knows better than a continuous deadly outbreak within a house of God.
1: Well, just never, ever do the southern accent ever again. Yeehaw!
0: All right, two for two. You got six more.
1: Hmm.
0: All right, coronavirus. Trump says teenage son Barron isn't as happy as he could be as quarantine frustrations hit White House. real damn it
1: three
0: for three i thought that one might have got you donald trump offered a rare personal insight into the life of his 14 year old son baron trump and how he is faring in quarantine during his latest white house briefing briefing on the coronavirus outbreak so here's his tweet we will get you back out on the fields and know that you will be playing baseball soon we will get through this together and bats will be swinging before you know it In the meantime, take care of mom and dad and know that this will not be forever.
1: What's that with, like, rich people and baseball? Seems like every rich person I know, like, their kids play baseball.
0: It's not just a rich guy sport, but... Yeah. All right. Wait for this article to load up.
1: Um, if it
0: some somewhat up. three for three uh so far okay all right next article quote it's just abnormal man arrested after accidentally butt dialing his friend while having sex with his dog and recording the act
1: the onion wrong damn it
0: <laughs> that is real though to be fair this is from 2015 this isn't a real current one this is, uh so <laughs> all right well how about this I, you can get partial redemption i won't give you credit but i'll give you partial rep- redemption if you can guess which state this guy was from
1: okay florida
0: not florida it's close alabama all right russell joseph myers 54 of alabama is a second person in the state charged with toughened bestiality laws Myers was arrested after he allegedly butt-dialed a friend's voicemail, recorded him having sexual relations with his German Shepherd. <laughs>
1: what the fuck? What?
0: The ex-carnival worker also owned a chihuahua, but police say he did not molest that dog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, oh, my God. This is, this is very... This is insane. This is disgusting. <laughs>
0: what the fuck? So Myers may have to register register as a sex offender if he's convicted. Meaning he would have to go to all his neighbors to anywhere he moved yes. to say he fucked a dog. Fucked his dog.
1: Oh my god. Poor but dog.
0: Good news, the dog is okay and is being cared for by animal control. They need man control for this freak. Okay, he looks like a dog rapist. Uh alright. We'll just end that story there. That was pretty that's pretty rough. Alright, next story, you ready? Sure. Gavin Newsom, he's the governor of California, declares California a nation state. The onion. That's actually real.
1: What?
0: Yeah. That that one was real. California this week declared its independence from the federal government's feeble efforts to fight COVID-19 and perhaps a bit more. The consequences for the fight against the pandemic are almost certainly positive. The implications for the brewing civil war between Trumpism and America's budding 21st century majority embodied by California's multiracial liberal electorate are less clear. So while speaking on MSNBC, Gavin Newsom said that he would use the bulk of purchasing power of California as a nation state to acquire the hospital supplies that the federal government has failed to provide. If all goes according to plan, Newsom said, California might even export some of those supplies to states in need. Wow. Nation, state, and export. Hmm. There's are you three for five. Damn it. Yes. All right, next story. Self isolated woman going so crazy, she started talking to her spouse.
1: The onion. Yeah, that, of one's, course. that
0: one's a little more obvious. So this, this one was based in Beaverton, Oregon. Confined to her home as her second week of full full week of social distancing began, local woman Stephanie Kunath, they even gave her a name, me. was going so crazy in self-isolation that she had to start talking to her spouse, sources confirmed Monday. Quote, quarantine is definitely making me a little unhinged. Like earlier today when I was thinking about what I was going to make for lunch and suddenly I realized... I'd been speaking out loud to her husband, Jeff, the whole time, said Kunath, who admitted it was kind of nice, in a way, to have someone to chat with, even if she knew no one was really listening. Then, a while later, I blurted out, It's a pretty day today! And before I knew it, I was talking to him about all kinds of things I'd normally think silently to myself. Clearly, I'm losing my mind. I should go out on a walk uh, before I really snap and start talking to the kids Kunath added that what are you doing?
1: No. Oh, go ahead.
0: What are you recording this? Nope. Yes, you are. Kunath added that she would know it is time to get professional help if she actually started hearing her husband say things back to her. <laughs> Alright, you're you're three for six. Alright, next story? Sure. Next story, I need to talk into the microphone. Your kids can make money in lockdown just by cuddling with their dogs.
1: It's real. Damn it.
0: Yep. So the company is called Great Bean Bags are looking for a professional bean bag tester, and there's no one better for the job than brutally honest kids who are in coronavirus lockdown and their dogs who love to sleep. Yes. Next story. Mm-hmm. You're what? Four for six?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Woman creates lockdown video game parody. Choose your own quarantine character.
1: Rio. Damn it.
0: A filmmaker has created an incredibly relatable video game parody showing off all different looks she's been sporting during the coronavirus lockdown. I don't know. I don't know a game that she's playing. Oh, she was doing it through TikTok. Mm. Stupid. It's not a game. That's Stupid. All right. Actually, that was uh, you were five for. That was five for seven then. Yep. There was there's only seven stories, not eight. Oh. Okay. All right. Good job. You passed, but you didn't win the bet.
1: Well, how about I still win, and no. you work out one time with me. It was five out of seven. It's a great great score. All right. It's the I, most I incredible can do. I can do one. Time. I can do one day. There you go. High five. <laughs> <laughs> Ew.
0: Yes. All right. On to our next topic series of stuff. Recent film or TV viewings. Oh,
1: my God. Don't even start on this, okay?
0: Tiger King, Tiger King, (laughs) swings wherever the Tiger King goes. Actually, I heard a better version. They did the Lion King song, but then, obviously, it's Tiger King. It was like he was holding up the little tiger cups.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about it. Oh my god. What do you think? It's uh, so okay. Okay. So I have seen it in social all around social media, right? Like everyone was talking about the Tiger King and Carol Baskins. And I'm like Carol fucking Baskins. And I'm like, you know, what's the big deal about it? Like, why are people talking? Th- I it sound like a really stupid show or something? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. Let's check it out. Let's see. You know, what what's the worst that can happen? And then we started watching. And it is, I swear, very yeah. addictive.
0: It's more gripping than typical crime fiction. Like, you're watching this, and I don't even think a writer could come up with these kinds of plot twists. Like, it was it was incredibly unpredictable.
1: And bizarre. Yeah. And, and something that you've never seen, ever. You know, I, at least in my lifetime, I haven't seen or heard of something like this like i knew people had like private zoos and they would have like tiger breeding businesses and stuff but i had no idea that there's so much drama that goes on behind these businesses
0: i uh i think jerry springer missed out on a huge business opportunity could have featured some of these tiger people on on stage all at once and they could just like duked it out maybe brought some tigers out
1: who was your favorite character?
0: Oh, I think you already know who. I'm forgetting his name. Burkham? Kirkham. Kirkham. Not Burkham. But Kirkham. he wasn't
1: even like. He was like a, a. He was a
0: side character.
1: Yeah, he was not the like major character, but who was your favorite? Like
0: character? out of the Insanos, the ones Yeah, like the re- main
1: characters that were there. Who was your favorite character?
0: Hmm. I liked most of the staff that worked at Joe's place. Like they seemed to be pretty laid back and chill. Uh, the checker dude. I don't know if they ever. Uh, people are confused online whether she identifies as he or he identify. I I don't know that particular individual that got their arm chopped off. Um, was pretty damn cool. Um, probably her or the. I'll say the, the guy with the missing legs. Oh yeah, those guys are both. Both of them are pretty laid back and.
1: But those were your favorite characters.
0: Probably, I mean, uh, there's probably some people out there like, "Oh, I like that Doc guy. He has like seven wives." Well, he was less douchey than Jeff. Jeff was a complete douche. I, out of all the characters, I hated him probably the most. I
1: really liked the the campaign manager. He was, oh
0: God. He <laughs> I was. I forgot about him.
1: He was. He was really cool, and he like stuck it out through the thick and thin, and. and It was really inspiring to see how passionate he was about that. And you know who else I liked the executive assistant for um, Don. um, What's his last name, Carol's ex-husband?
0: Oh, fuck. Um, Uh, I
1: forgot his last name, but Don's executive assistant who who was, you know, handling all the legal affairs. I mean, she seemed very sincere and, you know, already could guess. Oh, she's the
0: one with the short hair. That guy... Or no, she worked for the Justice Department. They had no, a quick yeah. scene with her. No,
1: no, no. It was John's executive assistant.
0: Hmm. I'm forgetting who that was. Okay. It,
1: yeah. They were, like, pretty cool. There's
0: so many so many characters.
1: Who did you hate the most?
0: It's... I would probably have to say Jeff, with Carol being a close second. Jeff, definitely, because he, he just seems like a complete wormy guy. There's no redeemable char- character traits about him. He's... He's way out there, um, people might be like, "Why are you being a, such a misogynist? Why are you throwing Carol into the mix?" It's like, listen, she's a fucking hypocrite. I I respect people. She is a bitch. That too. Holy I, shit. She she's I mean, there's a number of things. Clearly, there. I know people are gonna say the documentary skewed it to make it seem like she was more culpable for killing her husband than she maybe she really was. But even her reactions to the people addressing it. It reminded me a lot of when people would bring stuff up to Hillary in 2016 and she would just laugh it off. She would just laugh it off like, who, me? <laughs> I would never do such a thing. Wink,
1: wink. It's like,
0: all right, bitch. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Say how it is. Just fucking go!
1: You know, like, listen. I, I'm all in for, like, empowered women. And, you know, like, me being a woman, obviously I'll definitely cheer on for anyone who's doing good in their life but there is this some something really sinister about carol baskins like the way she got to the place where she's at if you are going to tell me that carol baskins was in love with don who was what like so many years old like a decade or two like older 20 than 20 or
0: 30 years older older than her, than her if yeah. you're going
1: to tell me that she was in love with that guy i'm sorry you know I understand that she had a really rough childhood. She had, you know, she had no money. She came from a very abusive relationship. But come on, like you can tell an intention of a person, you know, from the decisions and choices they make. So it was never about, uh, I guess, a loving relationship, but more about where she can reach and what money and wealth she can acquire.
0: Yeah, and I, I think the biggest red flag is the fact that they were getting close to having a divorce and he just magically disappears the last time he heads down to Costa Rica. Come on. Come on. Like, disappears without a trace.
1: But imagine how smart or intelligent she is that she can cover up all of that. It is insane, you know, how... I don't know if she had help with her to do that, but whatever... Like she, she planned out the entire thing very very spotlessly
0: maybe her new husband she had met him well before or before they actually got officially together maybe he was pulled in to help arrange the whole disappearance of this man but even
1: he looks like a cuck. that's what that was
0: the first reaction I had to him when I saw him on screen
1: and he now, even had a picture during their wedding like he had these um is Alicia, down on, his, is on, had all on his neck and Carol was holding it and yeah, it was like he was a he was a chained dog or a tiger or whatever. Yeah. It's disgusting.
0: So I was watching a video earlier today uh, as to why Carol seems to have such a following. It's like big cats seem to be a, a fascination with a lot of house moms. This is probably going to get a lot of people pissed off, but a lot of middle-aged women seem to have a huge fascination with big cats. And most of the people, I mean, you saw a lot of the volunteers as mostly a lot of women. Lot of people going down there to be charitable and be helpful, and a lot of the people throwing the money at them are a lot of stay-at-home parents, a lot of stay-at-home moms, um, and it seems like Carol kind of she she comes off as that that hero type figure that's leading the charge to save the big cats, even though her fucking little zoo thing—I know she doesn't call it a zoo, her retreat—it's um, a dump. It looks like a fucking dump. And yep. yet, they're pulling in millions of dollars every year, not just from donations, but from like governmental funds, from uh, uh, an array of sorts, because they're that that is a nonprofit. She has access to funds that Joe and Doc do not have access to.
1: Yep. That's even sad. Smart business tactics.
0: Yeah, but I think people see right through it. And that's why she's garnered so much hatred. It's not so much that. If she was doing pure work and she was actually saving these tigers and maybe shipping them back to their home nations where they could probably actually help repopulate the local tiger populations, um, I don't think she would have gotten nearly as much hatred as she did. But it just looks like a very oppor- opportunistic uh, endeavor on her fo- on her part. Mm-hmm. I mean, she talked about since she was a kid she loved cats, she loved tigers see your fucking house and just filled with all this tiger print shit it's really creepy uh i can't imagine that was cheap either that this, this, this isn't cheap stuff and sh- like actual animal uh retreats or animal foundations the people running it are never rich like this they're never i mean videos and documentaries i've seen like in africa and other countries and other continents that have these sanctuaries the people that are running them are dirt poor, but they do it because they love the animals.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I watched one that was on, it was this monkey sanctuary, and they just had a whole pretty much farm of monkeys, and they just ran around the grounds. And the owners, instead of the monkeys in cages, it was pretty much the owners themselves had to cage themselves mm-hmm. for their own safety. Yeah. Um, but you can see they continually did it because they loved the monkeys. They loved the animals they were working with. It wasn't like they had a huge fucking monkey in their house' it was like a $50,000 relic or something. It was just it was something they loved to do and that's why they did it.
1: So the very interesting fact I saw about both Carol Baskins and Joe Exotic was they had leopard skin and tiger skin on their wall. Yes, which was like insane. Like if you would love a ti- you know if you would love cats and tigers, you wouldn't want... Even if they're dead, like you wouldn't want to skin them and put them up on your no. wall.
0: Even if it's fake, uh, you don't want to set off that image. Right? But I agree. I mean, with that said, uh, Joe's definitely not let off the hook. And there's a lot of rumors going around about what he did with tigers. And a lot of stuff that didn't make it into the documentary just to make him seem a little more sympathetic. He certainly had his problems. But I don't think anyone's debating that. He's no. yeah, he, he was definitely... Uh, Hugely problematic. His descent into madness kind of reminds me of uh, how Alex Jones just took a fucking nosedive into, like, conspiracy land. And he was always kind of there. But you could see where they go from somewhat sane and reasonable, kind of, to just complete batshit nutty crazy. And Joe definitely did that. And he had his little, Is it, Joe Exotic TV.
1: Yeah, he was fascinated with... um becoming a celebrity
0: yes that's also a problem
1: that's that's the thing like you know if your ego comes into play and you know your goal is very superficial you're gonna do whatever you can just to be relevant
0: yeah and it'd be one thing if his if his desire to become a celebrity was for the intention to draw more attention and a more more money into helping his tigers but as we could see as he became more famous or infamous it's like he gave less and less attention and less care to those tigers he started this whole business for Mm -hmm. like the early footage of him it seemed like he was genuinely sympathetic to that cause at least a lot more so than what he was right before he got arrested yeah um it's kind of sad to see what he devolved to because a lot of his workers it seemed like their heart was still in the right place up until the very end they yeah. still wanted to care for the tigers yeah. and I'm sure a lot of the volunteers that help out Carol Baskins and a lot of the volunteers that go work for uh, I shouldn't say volunteers people that go work for dockets yeah they actually do care about the animals Yeah. just uh, people in these leadership positions do turn it into more like cults and kind of just let the power go to their head yep. maybe just having tigers it's like I don't know, it's like a military leader with the whole arsenal of tanks and other machinery at, at their disposal. If you're like a tiger god and you got dozens of tigers at your disposal, it probably makes you f- feel more powerful than you should.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... Um, uh, the whole thing is about control and having that power trip because imagine if you are... Um, you are controlling the beast of the jungle in your backyard. Mm-hmm. How would you feel? You would feel powerful.
0: Especially when you can interact with that animal and not get your fucking head chopped off.
1: Exactly, because he then thinks that he's a friend of that animal. Yes. And the animal is going to do whatever he asks them to do or, you know, kind of entices them to do. So, yeah, it's, it's all about feeling powerful and invincible. That's what gets to their head.
0: I thought it was quite fitting towards the end when that fucking tiger grabbed onto his foot, started dragging him around. It's like that's uh, kind of serves you right, man.
1: Listen, like you, you know, you, lost... you cannot tame the wild. You can only go so far. You know, ultimately, it's in their genes. Yeah. And you know, once they taste human blood, it is. Very, and I know this because you know, me coming from India, I've heard so many stories about the Royal Bengal tiger. Normally, the Royal Bengal tigers aren't very um ferocious or or towards humans towards humans right but when they become man-eaters that's like if they taste human
0: blood yeah
1: then then they become really dangerous that's when they start actually hunting humans instead of being satisfied with just deer or you know critters here and there they would actually go hunt humans because human Apparently, this is all I it's a I don't know if there's any scientific basis of of this But the stories that I've heard it's like the human blood and the human flesh is very um, Appetizing uh, to these predators, so that's why they they love eating humans once they once they start tasting the flesh and blood
0: Hannibal Lecter agrees (laughs) Yeah, it's fried on a pan a little chunk of brain
1: so question fleshy flesh. Would, our, would we be like red meat or would we be oh we're
0: totally red meat because we have the red blood and our. i mean yes i mean
1: everyone meat. has red blood because of you know
0: i think we'd be red meat though i mean are apes red meat
1: yep i yeah. i don't know are they yeah maybe. i mean mammals are, mammals are mammals red are all meat.
0: red meat so yeah horses and cattle and yeah Fun stuff. So yeah, I think we'd be red meat Ugh. Just getting some bad images in my head I, Let's move on to another topic
1: <laughs> What was the other show that we watched this week?
0: Uh, well, we don't have to go into deep discussion But uh, which one was more redneck in your eyes? Trailer Park Boys or Tiger King?
1: <laughs> well, the Trailer Park Boys was more relatable for me and then Tiger King because obviously Tiger King was so bizarre.
0: <laughs> Get my grade ten.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, Tiger a, Raisin. Here's the funny thing about Trailer Park Boys, right? Um, I remember when we first met Daryl and I, and it was uh, I think 2013, and Daryl was still in college, and I was visiting him and you know one evening he just turns on he's like oh let's watch trailer park boys i'm like what's that the like, fuck was, is a trailer it, park and then he's like oh trust me this is like the funniest shit ever you will you will die and then he turns on one of the episodes and i'm just like watching i'm like Stupid, i don't get it just I'm like, dumbest this is, shit ever I'm like what is it like i don't even get it what's the joke like you know what is it <laughs> and i i really i did not enjoy it at all and then fast forward 2000. 15 I think no 16 maybe 16. Yeah, 2016 and uh, I've already you know been in the US for a couple years and then I visited Daryl in his uh, town hometown
0: Saw some trailer
1: parks. Yeah, exactly saw some trailer parks and got an idea of that kind of lifestyle and then I Watched it again in 2016 and I was dying. I was just like (sighs) laughing my ass out because I could relate to everything you know, that's why I feel comedy is so relative to yes. what what culture you're from because you really wouldn't get it if, say, you know, if I was talking about the, uh, the Bengali um, laziness culture, you know, a lot of people wouldn't get it. Or, say, um, the, the kind of uh, Italian so, grandmother culture, like a lot of oh, people God. wouldn't get it it's just you know you have to be from that culture or you have to experience that culture to even understand
0: speaking of the bengali laziness that you're talking about that was something i got after traveling to india a couple of times and I, I knew exactly what the fuck you're talking about
1: it's called lad lad lad
0: is it? Would the characterization of like your dad sitting on the couch with the shirt up just kind of like with his mouth kind of drooping Laying it's there like, for hours on so, end, would that would so, that be a thing?
1: So here's, there's a very famous song by this Bengali singer uh, songwriter. Uh, they talk about the the uh, civil civil servants, right? The civil employees, like people who work for the government. There's a song where he says like they come to office at twelve p.m. and then they have lunch at two p.m.
0: I like this job. And then,
1: and then they see the wall. They see the clock on the wall, and they see it's already three o'clock. And they start wrapping things up. And by four o'clock, they're out of the office, heading for home. That's the life of a government employee in West Bengal. Sounds so like it goes, So it goes like, I'm just gonna sing the song for you, okay? Just quickly. And I'm sure if there are any Bengali folks listening to this, you would know it.
0: Is there anybody
1: out there? <laughs> you would know this, right? It's by Nochi Keta and He says, Barutai office ashe dutoi tiffin. Tinte jodi jodide signal green. Barutai office ashe dutoi tiffin. Tinte jodi jodide signal green. Chodita golie pae nirobe nirdi thai. kono mate chadi. Gunnakotana buddy, a tira, tira, papa buddy, a jat de chole ashi buddy. I'm a short curry cord mochaddy. I'm a short curry cord mochaddy. I'm a short curry cord mochaddy. There you go.
0: Use more cowbell. <laughs> yeah. So it'll make you happy to. To realize, I mean, I, I don't think we could compete with the laziness of Mongolian state employees, but state employees in the U.S. definitely have a similar reputation to varying degrees.
1: I think it's a global global thing. It's not just, I think anyone who works for the government, they're very... Bunch of
0: lazy fucks.
1: Exactly. like Because they have that security, the job security, and they have the union, and they have... You know, all retirement backing them up, and that's why they're like, "Oh, fuck it, whatever."
0: I will have you know, when I worked for the state, I never slacked off for one second Uh, during my three years. Bullshit. Never.
1: Fucking shit.
0: Not one Uh, second. No, you have. I worked my ass off. (laughs) Definitely more than the Bengali state employees. I can say that. (laughs) I I couldn't just check in at noon and then leave at four and. Like sayonara. Sayonara. To... Sayonara. Sayonara. Sayonara.
1: Okay, moving on. Moving on. I really have to mention this, right? I just saw one episode of this brilliant fucking show. Ba, ba, ba. This is like, oh my god! Like it just just gave gave me goosebumps. Ba, ba. What was it called? Genoville. Boom, boom. Exactly. Oh my God, this this show is is oh my I, I it blew my mind. It just I have heard of it. I've heard really good reviews of it, and they said like it's it's really fucked up. If you watch it, you you'd feel like like shit, and that's so true, so fucking true. From
0: what I read, they were pretty. I mean, maybe I'll eat my words later on, but from what I read. They were pretty good about being accurate with their depictions of the events that happened. Obviously, they had to dramatize certain things.
1: Yeah, I I really don't want to spoil the show for people, but one just, knows just, what
0: happened at Chernobyl. That's that's not.
1: I know, but I don't want to go into all the details of it. But just just that, it would really make you think about the arrogance, the ego, the the denial that people go through in every aspect of people's lives you know it's not just the government and not just individually but everyone goes through this you know collectively or individually you know and how we should just stop sometimes and and think about the consequences of our actions you know on not just ourselves but uh, around uh, the people around us as well
0: it's almost like history is repeating itself right now
1: exactly it's so creepy because it is the same fucking thing happening right now
0: All that cult-like behavior, all we can't displease the higher-ups, we got to make sure leadership is happy, so we will just close our eyes and plug our ears and just keep repeating the same mantra that everything is okay.
1: It's insane. It's fucking insane. But yeah, if you have a chance, people out there, please, please do watch the show. Uh, I'm just on the first episode and I am just completely shook. So I'm sure like the later episodes are even going to be, it's going to be even more um, gripping. So yeah, go check it out.
0: All right. Um, so moving on to some topics. Uh, first thing I want to bring up, because you, you had mentioned this earlier in the week then you wanted to talk about, but uh, uh, this weird thing with Instagrammers right now. Can you elaborate?
1: Yes. Instagrammers are now becoming very, very active what do you active. mean <laughs> not just active and posting stuff but all these instagrammers are now health coaches and fitness enthusiasts and people who have not worked in a bazillion years are now becoming you know super healthy and super health conscious and it's kind of creepy
0: please elaborate like who is it celebrities is it like what do you are you talking about, like, people you know? Or are you Everyone.
1: It's not fucking celib- celebrity. Like, That's people like that
0: aren't even health coaches are becoming exactly. health coaches.
1: Exactly. It's like any random Tom, Dick, Harry. They're just Tom, becoming...
0: Tom, Dick, Harry. That's how I know you stayed in a rural part of the country. Why? That sounds like something that my uncle would say. Well,
1: then Tom, Dick, Harry is a very English proverb.
0: Okay, Tom, Dick, Harry.
1: Yeah, it's like anyone, like whoever it is. Tom, so, Dick, Harry. You didn't know that?
0: I've heard it. It's just been a long time. It's something I would expect yeah, to it's hear. Like like Tom an old, it's like, like an old TV show.
1: Yeah, it's like Tom Dick Harry. It's like, uh, you know, whoever. Like, you know, it's whoever. Tom
0: the, Richard Harry.
1: Whatever. So, it's like every fucking person is on instagram showing out their workout routines and the other thing that is (laughs) even more pissing off is people are showing their daily routines like i don't want to fucking know what you do during self-isolation
0: what was me in my fucking hundred room mansion
1: oh oh that's another that's another story okay that's like celebrities being like oh i'm so bored Know, gotta play
0: basketball alone on my private court
1: i have like this 25 room mansion and then i have this beautiful backyard with a swimming pool and then a little patio that i have out there that can host up to 30 people and then this huge rooftop in beautiful fucking la that i have that we can host evening parties and rooftop parties okay. and i'm so fucking bored it's like, as a, it, it takes them honestly, it literally takes them probably one day to walk from their front gate to like, you know, the back of their swimming pool and they still fucking, you know, they're bored.
0: They probably have a golf cart that actually transports them from their house to their yeah. front of the
1: gate. Yeah, probably, or an electric scooter or something. It's, it's it's ridiculous. Like, celebrities are, you know, it's, it's a completely different breed. I'm not even talking about it right now, but...
0: We should talk about it though.
1: Just... But even like the common people, what is this thing about? I mean, it's great that you're getting into shape. You're taking advantage of this time at home to really, really get into shape and eat healthy. But there are millions out there who are starving each and every day because of COVID-19, because the uh, economy has shut down, because there's like no jobs, there's no one out on the streets. Think about the homeless people. Are you feeling great about yourself you know eating 1200 calories a day and working out while there are like thousands of people out there who are just dying because they don't have any food
0: yeah now what i i've been seeing awful images coming out of india right now with their whole society shut down if you've been hearing some inside
1: yeah, I going mean, on there. yeah, you know, last week I shared like how people were walking, honestly, like 900 k- kilometers to even go back to their, uh, you know, home hometowns and home villages. Got worse though. Yeah, and now what's the thing is that so I don't know if a lot of people know about this, but India definitely is a very poor country and almost 70% of the people live below poverty level and a lot of these people are also homeless and they're on the streets and their you know day to day life is completely dependent on uh you know what they can gather from people around them like they're begging and that's all they have you know they get they beg for food or money or whatever now with the covid-19 crisis most people are at home and they're not out on the streets and these homeless people they don't have any food to eat they have nothing so the latest i've heard was this one old lady she's in her 70s and she did not have food since march 25th just think about that two weeks she's gone without food when one reporter found her and gave her food you know it's it's, it's insane it's, it's i can't even think about it like two weeks without food i would die if i didn't have food for two hours
0: that's an exaggeration, but yes, I know what you mean. <sighs> Not sure what the solution is either, but I think we're seeing the dire consequences of completely shutting down a society and thinking
1: that. So I I don't think there is any solution. Uh, my thing is that it's about understanding your privilege. Like sometimes yeah. you don't even have to go help out. I mean, you know, people are going to suffer regardless, but. It shows how indifferent you are to the suffering of the world that you are gonna post these stuff when, when there are atrocities happening every day.
0: Imagine all the oh, people. Oh please,
1: please! Oh my God! Don't even that. for today. It's like, see, I love that song, okay, but I don't think that was the most appropriate things, <laughs> uh, thing for celebrities uh. to do right at this time.
0: I, I'm sure they had good intentions, but it's definitely look how beautiful I am. Look how why, why, how why, why? kind I am. I need all my on I'm missing all the attention that I get on the red carpet. So please shower me with attention. I am. I'm dying. I'm famished from the lack of attention.
1: See, you oh. know, you know. Here's my thing about celebrities, right? I really respect their craft. I respect that. You know, they're putting in so many hours. Actors
0: and actresses. Yeah. That's the craft. Celebrity just means you're famous.
1: Yeah. I mean, actors and actresses. Whatever you do, right? Yes. You know, I understand that you're putting in a lot of effort, time, energy, your body, your health, your fitness, whatever it is, you're putting into this craft and, you know, you're, you're creating something beautiful, which is great. But the disparity, the disparity between... A celebrity, a well-known celebrity and someone who's still a good actor, but just starting out, it's insane. I I do not believe that an actor should be able to earn millions and millions of dollars for one film, for one movie, whereas there are others in the arts industry that they're suffering so much. You know, it's there's like a pay huge. Pay it
0: forward. Pay it to the union, so then they can divvy it out to the lower actors, maybe.
1: Do you really need a million dollars for a movie? Do you? you 20, tell me. 25
0: million if not more, and then the movie producers or the the organiz organizers, or the the what the fuck was his name, the one that got arrested? Weinstein. Is it Weinstein?
1: What?
0: Was it Weinstein? Yeah, the, the Weinstein fuck, the fat yeah. guy. Yeah. They're even richer than the actors. Yeah.
1: Making the same movies. Yeah. I I just don't understand Hollywood. I really don't understand it. Like, I do not think that you have to pay people or you have to make that much money. You have to hoard so much of the wealth Mm -hmm. where, you know, there are other people creating beautiful art but not getting anything. Like, I feel, you know, either they should be heavily taxed and, you know, I know most of them are very, like, you know, like a lot they pay a lot of taxes which i understand but there should be a way for them to move, pay paid forward to just you know funnel it out to you know others down the down the down the ladder down the ranks
0: i have to do and maybe i'm completely off base here limits I, I know some people have mentioned income ceilings or like we talk about minimum wage what about maximum wage maybe mention something about that and then yes heavily tax the profits so then any Anything from a company that isn't spent is considered a profit. Mm-hmm. So pretty much make sure that if you're taxing that, they're going to be incentivized. All right, now we should divvy that out to maybe some of our other workers. Yeah. Spread that out a bit.
1: Absolutely.
0: Pay everybody a little bit more. Absolutely. The, like production assistants and yeah. you know,
1: set workers, extras, whoever it is. Like pay them more. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane. Like and when celebrities talk about charity, I feel like, you're such a hypocrite. You're such a fucking hypocrite. Like Leonardo some DiCaprio. some of the dumbest fucking
0: charities, so. Oh, okay.
1: No. Leonardo DiCaprio, right? This, this man, I was... He was my heartthrob, okay? I love this guy. When Titanic came out, I was drooling all over him, okay?
0: As was every other woman in the, Whatever. In the world.
1: You know you know it, right? Yeah. You know, I think every guy even probably thought, Oh, I wish I could be Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? So I, I absolutely adore this man. But... He is talking about uh, climate change. He is talking about you know global warming. And what is he doing? He is driving in a freaking like you know latest whatever like you know I don't know. It's not even
0: that. It's the private jets he flies. And
1: exactly, and the private, the private jets. jets that he's flying to charity events. Are you fucking kidding me right now?
0: You can take you can take uh, flights like the rest of us. And consumer flights.
1: Imagine and, the fuel that you burn just in transporting one person yeah. from point A to point B, where you can actually split it between, I don't know, 150, 200 people flying in one plane. I mean,
0: it's not even, some people might counter that. Um, it's the same counter they'll, they'll make about people complaining about Al Gore and his mansion and giant suv and all of that that's a private jets uh contribution to climate change is nothing compared to the factories that are emitting or putting emissions in live the air. By your, live, live by, by your, example exactly that would be so much more effective because then people can't be like well you're a hypocrite
1: exactly stop being
0: a fucking hypocrite and your message would actually resonate a hell of a lot more
1: exactly i have so much respect for you know celebrities who are Have a a charity that they, you know, they completely believe in, passionate about, and they also follow and live by those, uh, the principles of those charities. That's where I really respect a person,
0: absolutely. I I don't know, even if they, they, we don't even have to hold them up in these high moral regards because they're humans just like the rest of us, they're all fallible. They're all, I, I don't know why we put them all on pedestals like they're these god gods among men that are much more wise and have all this wisdom and knowledge that they need to spread around to the rest of us like they've read that much more or they've done that much more yeah, they've traveled they've acted they've been around powerful people so but they're I mean little more than glorified puppets in ways so what
1: they they have a profession and they're fulfilling that role that's it mm -hmm. you know we should respect them as much as we respect you know, a barista. We should respect them as much as we respect yeah. a doctor. We should respect them as much as we respect a lawyer or, or uh, a, great a porter. Janitor. Or a great janitor. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there should not be anything more or less. That's it. You know, they are nothing like, they're not superheroes. They're not, they're not, you know, these really kind and uh, benevolent people. I mean, you know, I, uh, I, I, I DJ. Do not even get me started. Like I have been watching, you know, some celebrities talk about how bored they are and you know uh, what they can do right now or like what charities they can uh, contribute to. I'm like, you know, just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up.
0: Put your money where your mouth is. Then, if you're really that concerned about people, start putting money forward. Start putting money down. Just start sending it out. Figure out something. There, there are numerous charities out there.
1: You know, if they would have even cared a little bit, they would have helped their own hometowns. Hmm? And they still don't.
0: Oh, they would have did it well before a fucking pandemic happened. If they were that that sincere. Yeah. I don't know. It's damn unfortunate. I I mean, I I see stories every now and then. Uh, Cardi B apparently is putting aside a a million dollars for people that are out of jobs due to the coronavirus and giving out like a million or a thousand dollars every hour. I, mean, I don't, I don't know how much she makes, but it's a charitable effort, and yeah, like, yeah fuck
1: it. You uh, know, why, why I am not a huge go? fan of Cardi B, like her, her music. But one thing I do respect about that woman is like she is very fucking honest. Yeah. You know, very honest about her background, very honest about what she wants in life, and she hasn't
0: forgotten her roots either. It doesn't and and, seem and that's like...
1: that's something like I have. You have to, you really have to like yeah. admire in someone. You know, I mean, I think you know she makes trashy songs, but. Apart from that, hey, like, she's
0: given the money back in some ways. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, exactly. Good, good for her. Exactly.
0: Yeah, uh, I think last bit on that particular conversation, I forgot. Um, so I guess we can probably move on to another topic if you'd like. Sure. Um, we can just go into the main topics. Okay. The big one of the week: Bernie dropped out.
1: <sighs> you know, it's very, very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate that we have to succumb to the powers to be, right? We have to succumb to... Why, 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 why? Why? Why, 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 You do not want to change the status quo. Why, 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 why?
0: You didn't see that video? No. Holy fuck. Uh, so a reporter came up to Biden uh, a couple months ago, and he was kind of losing it. It was behind the stage. The reporter was asking him why about something. And then Biden just looked back at him, put his hands up like he's going to shake his head. He's like, why, 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 why? Oh, I didn't know
1: that. You've never
0: seen this video? No. We'll have to watch it after our podcast. Okay. Oh, my God. It's it, it's bad. It's okay. really fucking bad.
1: I, I, just, I just think that... You know, it's unfortunate. I think Bernie would not have dropped out if we didn't have the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, but because we had that, you know, it was it was pretty evident that he's not going to probably be able to campaign as much. He did as... make
0: a number of mistakes though, for being honest. He did.
1: Of course he did. I see. Remember I I don't remember I, I well, I don't know if you remember when I talked to you back in 2016 when there was um, uh, when we were at the Bernie rally and we we saw yep. I said one thing about this man that really kind of makes me uncomfortable is that he, his conviction, you know, to run no matter what is kind of not strong. And also, like, you know, he didn't have the r- numbers to push back behind his...
0: Another thing you mentioned as well while we were talking about that, yeah. you were... I think you and I both we were frustrated with the fact that he never got off his talking points yeah very rarely it's hard to it's like you, you listen to Tulsi talk to Joe Rogan and you can get her to talk about a number of things but Bernie it's like he just kept coming back to the same points so
1: the problem is that people can not relate to you you know you have to let out some personal information here and there yes. because that's what makes you human People would be like, oh, okay, he's like me. He drinks the same beer, or he goes to the same... In
0: a genuine way, though. Don't yeah, pull an uh, Elizabeth Warren and like, hey, uh, I'm drinking my beer with my husband. No, no. And then he turns you down. and then
1: <laughs> No, of course. Like, you know, you have to be a genuine person. And, I mean, maybe that's what uh, Bernie's personality is. You know, he doesn't like to divulge too much of his personal information. But I feel in today's political landscape, it is so important for a person to be authentic, charismatic, have a lot of conviction. He didn't,
0: he didn't have any charisma. Either. Yeah,
1: have a lot of conviction in what you and like truly believe in what you say and then have balls to the wall approach. Like if you do not have that balls to the wall approach, you're not going to last. Yeah, people are going to just bulldoze you right over.
0: I heard a great assessment going forward if there's another progressive candidate to run. Imagine if you combined a candidate that had pretty much Bernie's platform but then had Trump's energy.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the one thing I, I okay, here's like the energy thing. I in feel the like sense, huh? I feel like Trump Trump really gets the crowd going with his antics, but he's not well spoken.
0: He's not, but he definitely has a lot of energy on stage. He does. He Maybe ca- he does
1: a lot of crack cocaine. I don't know. But uh I, I just I just think like, you know, you have to have Obama like charisma, though I'm not a huge fan of Obama myself, but I think you should have Obama-like charisma, but also be down to earth uh, and relatable with the common people. I mean, it's hard. It's you know, it's a lot that we're asking. Balance. We are asking a lot from a political candidate. You, you know, you have to be authentic. You have to be charismatic. You also have to be relatable. You also have to show conviction, and you also have to be freaking bold to even you know. It's a, it's a lot of stuff that we're asking. But we're talking that's, about a
0: person that's running for the most powerful position in the world arguably
1: yeah so
0: it's I don't, I don't think it's unreasonable to ask that much of that person
1: but it, it's hard like all the mixture of all these qualities together in one person is very hard to find and if we ever find that person I'm sure like you know people yeah. be it they need to be conservatives adap- or be it yeah a, 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 I mean Democrats they're gonna you know vote for that person
0: they need they need to be adaptable they need to be able to roll with the punches they need to be able to th- act on their feet like you can't say the same fucking thing if new information's coming up if a new situation's arising. like that's what we we're kind of seeing with bernie mm-hmm. he didn't want to change his tune he didn't want to change his message at all which is admirable to an extent yeah but sometimes you need to talk about something else yeah you need to bring up new points you need to bring reach out a little bit mm-hmm. if for whatever reason you're not bringing in new voters you need to reach them don't just expect that they're going to find you
1: yeah
0: um like, looking back at how Trump ran his campaign in 2016, despite, it doesn't matter if you disagree with def- disagree with him on every single thing, he did a number of things perfectly. He was able to run the media, media narrative. Like, he made sure the media covered him. Like, and he, he controlled that fucking narrative. He knew how to take any situation, didn't matter how bad it was for him, and turn it on its head. He knew how to use that as, like, the perfect counterpunch. I don't know if you remember that second, I think it was the second presidential debate. When uh, the whole grabbing by the pussy remarks came out, yeah, it was either that one or the accuser came out. But uh, so he brought on all of the Bill Clinton accusers in the audience and mentioned it right while they were on stage. Mm -hmm. He didn't tell anyone in advance that this is going to happen. Yeah, Uh, I mean, you can question the ethic, the ethicality of doing things like this, but you need somebody that's almost that cutthroat to get to that kind of position because you know. If you're trying to be a revolutionary, they're not going to let you walk in being all nice and whatnot. You need to be a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. You need to know at least no one to be an asshole. Yeah. And Bernie didn't have a bone in his body to be an asshole. I yeah. don't, it, it took a lot to get him to, even if you're being completely truthful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, when did he even attack Biden on anything? Nope. He said he's my friend. It's like, he's not your fucking friend. He's the antithesis of what you're campaigning on. Mm-hmm. you need to make that clear crystal clear to every single voter out there.
1: Yeah, but again that whole mentality of you know vote blue no matter who it, it, it runs really deep in all these all these uh, candidates and then you saw it with Tulsi like I was so disappointed like you know uh maybe she has reasons why she endorsed Biden but I respected her a lot when she was this feisty you know yeah. balls, balls to the wall mm-hmm. kind of person and I, I think I was let down when she actually endorsed Biden because I felt like Biden was everything against what she ever yeah. envisioned in in uh, the government going forward. And She could have just dropped out just exactly. and not said anything Exactly. I mean, that's where I think she lost a lot of my respect. I mean, I don't care if she endorsed Bi- uh, Bernie or Biden. I don't care, but I just think she should have just still like maintained her talking points and said, like, mm-hmm. you know what, I don't endorse anyone right now because yeah. this is this is what well, I hold think. out.
0: Yeah. Hold out until you can get some concessions.
1: Yeah.
0: I would have totally went that route and would have respected it a little more. At least to get Biden to adopt some of her talking points to an extent would have been a win.
1: I mean, like like, like just just think about it. We have yeah. Biden and we have Trump. I, are we serious right now.
0: Tale of two rapists.
1: Is there's just a but Biden, most,
0: it's just an accusation. It's not true.
1: It is the most ridiculous thing.
0: Hashtag believe all women. Just not that one.
1: It's just, I mean, seriously. What else? What else? Do you really want Biden as your president?
0: I, this is going to, people are going to, all right, this is, this is what I am seeing. I don't even think people have that much confidence in Biden's personal abilities to run the presidency or to be the president. But I think they're thinking more about the team that he's going to have around him that will essentially run him and, by default, run the country. So They're, they're thinking about the Supreme Court. They're thinking about uh, probably executive orders. They're thinking about trying to get a blue majority in Congress. So it's not even, it's not even about buying himself. It's, it's, just, it's a really cold game of politics because he a disgusting candidate.
1: Um, and, you know, it, show, it it really pushes forward this message for every young person wanting to run and, you know, change this country or change the way things are run, is that no matter how, how hard you try, the establishment is going to bring you down if you don't sing their tunes.
0: Yeah. I mean, Tulsi is definitely uh, a huge example of that, going all the way back to 2016 when she endorsed... Uh, Bernie and shunned, should not say shunned, but she didn't endorse Hillary like they were expecting. And, and she's been demonized ever since then.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I know it's going to be a great election season for memes. Right, I do, you,
1: do you, do I, I want to place a bet. All right. Okay. And people are going to hate me for this. And you know, everyone knows around me that I am not a fan of Trump. I do not like that person. I don't like his policies. I think I
0: see where this is going.
1: But I think Trump is going to win this election again. And he's going to run for office. I mean, he's going to be the president for a second term. And it's going to happen. For the next four years, we'll have Trump.
0: So if this is before coronavirus, I would 100% agreed. Almost no doubt in my mind, he probably would have had a four out of five chance of getting reelected coronavirus is just such a fucking curveball right now i mean there's so many scenarios that could play out um if it keeps getting better like it seems like the the numbers keep going down and down or the estimates keep going down and down that might ultimately help trump but if we're going to get a second wave of this in september october that could be the new october surprise for this election season I don't fucking know. I don't think anyone's being honest if they say they know what's going to happen this election. I I, it's hard to say. I mean, this should be an incredibly winnable election for Biden if it was any other candidate. But like, if it was a Bernie, I think he would no doubt he no would mind. win.
1: He would. It wouldn't so, matter what happens
0: with coronavirus. He would
1: so fucking win right yeah. now. You know, especially with the COVID crisis, he would definitely win.
0: But Biden, I don't. This is going to be the first campaign I've ever seen in which the the, the, the presidential candidate themselves isn't the star of the show. Yeah. Think about it. Like every other previous election, whoever the, the candidate is, they're the biggest, most popular figure to attend rallies. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's looking like that's going to be Obama if he starts to come out and campaign for Biden. They aren't they going to show up for Biden for these rallies, but if they know Obama's going to be a, that'll get the numbers. Yeah. It's like a. It's like he's gonna be a backseat. He's gonna be a backseat driver. He's, like,
1: yeah. It's Pretty gonna much. be the
0: weirdest fucking election. Pretty much. Like yeah. you, you don't expect that with Trump. You go to a rally, you know, Trump's the 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 fucking. He's the MC. He's yeah. the star of the show.
1: Yeah.
0: You go to a Biden rally. It's like. <laughs> it's like no one wants to fucking listen to him because he can't say a coherent sentence. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll give him some of the drugs that they gave him sporadically throughout the campaign it's like oh look he's fine he's good they'll definitely give him that for the debates I, I don't know what they gave him but he seemed to be a lot more lucid than he usually is yeah um it's, it's gonna be a weird, very strange election season oh yeah and uh i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if there was some fuckery with the, the voting either yeah i mean we keep saying it in the primaries it would not surprise me if it happened again Like, there was a fucking, up in Wisconsin, they did some mail-in ballots or absentee ballots. Yeah. Uh, I think this was in New York Post or Washington Post. A man found several boxes full of absentee ballots just left in a garage.
1: Okay. Speaking of which, very interesting. I saw on Facebook, um, you know, how how Biden's campaign is popping up on Facebook? Have you seen this?
0: I don't get anything in my timeline. So, I...
1: So, very interesting. So, it says, like, I do not support uh, what Donald Trump is doing, right? I'm not okay with Donald Trump's uh, some some policy or whatever it was. Like, with Trump's picture and stuff. And say, and nowhere there is mention that you are actually vote Like, you're kind of, like, supporting Biden. But if you like that status, and if you click on that link...
0: Do you get you signed say, up okay. to Biden's? You
1: immediately get signed up to Biden's.
0: Oh, that's not surprising. Yeah. That's not surprising at all. So they're probably going to use that to pump up their numbers. So it, it
1: doesn't show Biden as, as the ad. It shows Trump in the ad. Trump of, is there.
0: reminds me of Steyer's ads. You remember? He was selling those bumper stickers. Yeah. And no one really realized it was a styre ad, but he was using that to get his numbers to get into debates. Yeah. Sneaky yeah. little shit. Yeah. Sounds like we're gonna need some reform laws.
1: Yeah, it was just just bizarre because I was I was looking at it I'm like, what is this? is this? Is this Trump's campaign? What is going on? And no, it was actually uh, what was the thing? Uh, his website called Joe Biden
0: Probably. Yeah, I don't, I don't something
1: know something like www.JoeBiden.com. dot Why 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 why?
0: Just look up Joe Biden why why why, and you'll get the you'll get the full video. I don't know. It's a, it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting election and I mean if the primary season has been any indicator of anything. Uh, it's going to be voca- it's going to be very strange. Going to be very strange. It's going yeah. to be it's going to be a remote campaign. It's going to be like fucking so so Facebook if, rallies.
1: Speaking of which, like what do you think the the post-pandemic world is going to look like?
0: That I'm actually more scared of than the election, regardless of who wins. That I'm terrified of, and here's why. Uh, we were talking about this before. It's, like, it's I don't think anyone would argue with the fact that Trump has very authoritarian tendencies, right? How he treats the press, how he treats people in his cabinet, how he treats voters. He's definitely—if if you put him in like a South American country right now as a leader— he would probably be a straight-up dictator. I, I I don't think that would be beyond question. But despite that fact, it's strange to me that he has shown more restraint on uh, enacting authoritarian-like policies where you're shutting down the country, shutting down businesses, uh, mandating that people can't be on the streets after certain hours. Like He's been the one kind of hesitant on that front, and yet you have Democrats clamoring for him to do this even have a number of Republicans doing that as well. So that signals essentially that if a Democrat does get into office and there's another pandemic like this, they would have no qualms with shutting everything down and almost, don't want to be a conspiracy theorist here, but probably go full-on police state for as long as it's needed. And unless we get a new Bill of Rights in place to kind of protect during these moments or to have... Uh, some protections against like a Patriot Act 2.0 of sorts. I, I, I'm kind of scared going forward. It's like they're probably going to justify increased surveillance. Uh, there's already been talk about people getting vaccine checks or immunity checks. That'll probably be a new form of checking papers. Uh, I'm sure some of it's going to be needed, but I I don't want this just to happen without discussion. This shit needs to be discussed. It needs to be debated. We need to figure this out in policy, in writing, and make sure that the proper protections are in place for the American people and even the people around the world. Because otherwise, this is, this is terrifying. I mean, you've seen how quickly society is just shut right down mm-hmm. due to government uh, dictate. As soon as you as soon as you enact the Emergency Powers Act, it's like pff, they can pretty much do and say whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And. Uh, Again, I'm not saying it's not necessary right now, but I think this is something we definitely need to ponder over going forward before it literally is too late, and another Patriot Act is passed or amend or say Patriot Act itself is amended um, that include more provisions that restrain our rights and our freedoms for the guise of under the guise of public safety. Um,
1: so here's the thing, DJ. You know. In, it's it's a very different scene in India, right where the government is actually telling you not to go out of your homes and people are still going out and yeah uh, where that is jeopardizing public health out there. I agree. So it's again, as you said, I think it's a very delicate balance of do we need educated people to follow laws or would it be, they have to enforce those laws on us with heavy fines or uh, penalties. You know,
0: if that's the case, if that if that road that the latter road has to be the case, I'm okay with that on a very short-term basis. It needs to be explicit that this is just temporary, and we will renegotiate this going forward mm-hmm. if it's necessary right now. Are sure. there any
1: provisions like that for uh, like bill of rights or? You know any kind of amendment that can be made to uh any of our uh i guess uh, like laws and policies uh
0: currently if the government enacts emergency powers uh, that almost supersedes a lot of how long
1: can an emergency power last as
0: long as the government determines is needed like if this pandemic were to last five years it's not gonna last five years but imagine if it did they could theoretically keep those powers enacted Through that entire crisis so what scares me is what if they start finding crises to create and then to trigger that emergency powers act Mm -hmm. and then they can kind of get away with murder I hate sounding like a conspiracy theorist here but these are definitely some uh, concerns that I think we should all have looking forward past the pandemic Regardless of the, whatever president we have in office, um, but you
1: know what's what's kind of um, funny too. We had so many revolutions in the past where the government or the the monarchy had certain visions, yeah. But the people did not take that shit, and no. they revolted. So I I just know this that even if there were cases where they would kind of. Um, impose, impose stuff on people, people would revolt, you know, you can only take so much, you know, and especially in today's world where we are so interconnected with everyone around us. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, even there would be cracks in the military, there would be cracks in the law enforcement system. You know, people are not going to just, just listen.
0: Well, the bigger concern isn't the immediate revolts. It's like, I, I agree most people would not tolerate, um, Unnecessary restrictions like that. Right now, they're more or less quiet. But say if they tried to do something like this, and there wasn't a pandemic taking place, they'd be like, "Fuck you! We're gonna go out on the street and do whatever the hell we want." Um, especially in the U.S. with the Second Amendment and the fact that there's more guns and people here,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it wouldn't it wouldn't go down easily.
1: Yeah.
0: But the more terrifying prospect is: what if the government doesn't have to do a fucking thing? What if the people themselves become so? indoctrinated by the new way of life that they are completely okay with virtually not having any rights. that the whole loose nail gets the hammer mentality gets drilled into Western nations as a whole and there's no problems there. they just they just go along with whatever they're being told and
1: Yes, it can happen but I again think that human beings are very, I think, you know, very resilient and also, they do not like authority. Most of us do not like authority. You know, we, we rebel when there's certain things imposed on us. And yeah. if you're voluntarily, you know, you can only be brainwashed to a certain extent, you know. And voluntarily, if you're not giving into those, you know, if you are, I mean, there, I'm sure there will be people like us all the time who would not be taking it and you would be talking to other people and you know as
0: long as there's a free flow of information exactly we got to make that that's
1: that's the thing you you see most most like authoritarian countries if you see it first thing they kind of diminish is free information and press they have to
0: control the narrative press
1: and free information if that's they saw what
0: they saw what happened in china with wuhan yeah the whistleblower doctor got fucking uh penalized yeah And he had to apologize publicly for mentioning that there was a disease outbreak looming over. Yeah. And they told him, no, you're wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like, well, he was right. Now he's dead. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's just, you know, something that we have to be very vigilant about all of us, you know, just to know where to draw the line of being obedient and being uh, brainwashed.
0: Yeah. I mean, you see, I hope these protests arise again, but the, the protests that were happening in Hong Kong mm-hmm. versus the Chinese government, I hope that doesn't completely go away because that fight will continue after this pandemic is over. Yeah. And you see what happens to a population when they're introduced to uh, a free society, a liberal society, a free press, free information, freedom of speech. They don't want to give that up. They're not going to give that up willingly. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to roll over and take it. They would rather die, and fight for that right to continue speak or to continue to be able to speak, or for their kids and grandkids, or they will just die trying. Yeah, they're not just going to take it. Uh, but then you see other nations like North Korea and the people there. They're just horribly indoctrinated. Even if they, even if there are people like us, we'd be shot immediately.
1: Yeah,
0: we'd disappear. No one would even know what happened to us. Yeah. Now we just reinforce the rest of them. Like we're not gonna say a fucking thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, we just need to be careful. It's,
1: well, it's... as you know, Mad Eye Moody said in Harry Potter, constant vigilance. Yes,
0: it's it's a it's a constant grind. It's a constant battle. You have people in power that want more power, and the thing that prevents them from getting more power are people claiming power for themselves. And as long as the people don't stop fighting uh, for their own little bit of power, no matter how insignificant, uh, the powerful are going to have a hard time claiming authoritarian status. Agreed. Uh, So I guess on that note, is there anything else you'd like to talk about?
1: Well, I think I have uh, shout-outs. Let's see. Shout-outs. Well, I want to... Shout out to all the healthcare workers who are working right now, tirelessly tending to the sick, um, the retail employees working really hard, and most importantly, I feel the artists who are not being appreciated mm-hmm. enough right now. Because imagine how your self isolation would look like if you didn't have books, you didn't have movies, yeah. you didn't have, you know artistic content to consume when you were stuck in home so yes it goes out to the artists who have made it made it work for centuries that we can actually live a life in isolation but yet be satisfied and entertained
0: absolutely and uh, all the families out there that are suffering from loss of loved ones due to this pandemic and a number of famous celebrities and musicians that have Unfortunately, passed due to the pandemic. It's yeah. uh, it's gonna be a different world once this is all over, oh and yeah. I think there's gonna be a giant celebration once people can finally get out and hug one another and yep. be human.
1: Absolutely, I so agree. Uh, I agree. I can I can wait for this to be over, and it will be a whole new world. But I can't wait to be out there and actually, you know, appreciate the, the society that we live in, the people that we live with, and you know, enjoy the little things in life.
0: I can't wait to mosh pit again. Oh, God. It's a very connecting experience.
1: Well, not, not that much for me. Well, you, they, hey, they, listen. If you're 5'2", honestly, They can and throw tiny, you around, man. Tiny person, you are at the risk of being in a stampede.
0: They will lift you up and you can crowd surf all fucking no, day. No, and
1: they grab you and grope you. Like, uh, absolutely not. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Have God. you ever been groped? Like I've your never, tits. Have you ever been groped? I don't have or your ass. Not really. That's that's the answer I want. If you ever have that experience, come back and talk well, to me.
0: If you're crowd surfing, that's part of the deal. No. Because like there's literally nothing else to grab on I,
1: I do not enjoy that. Thank you. And I do not really want to smell people's smelly armpits either. So
0: thank uh, you. It's unfortunate your nose is like Perfectly perpendicular. Exactly.
1: It's like, you know, right at that exact height of people's armpits. Like, what if
0: I could get you backstage and you're just on stage and you can watch the concert from up there?
1: Yeah, probably. That'll be okay.
0: All right. I'm All right. Well, if nothing else, uh, thank you for tuning in for the third episode of the Simber Dialogues. Simber Dialogues. And we are out. Thank out. you for tuning I'm
1: in. He's out right now. I'm out.